Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Divorce.Diaries, and I'm your host, Stéphane Jutra. In this episode, we'll be talking about gaslighting and why it happens and also the impact that it can have on people's lives. We'll also discuss some strategies to try to recognize and respond to gaslighting. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Divorce Dad Diaries. I'm really happy to see you all back and I hope everybody's having a great time. This week, we'll be talking about a topic that uh, is unfortunately very common in many relationships and uh, social interactions, in marriages, and of course in divorce. So we're talking about gaslighting. What is gaslighting? I mean, it's a form of emotional abuse where usually one person manipulates another person into like questioning their own reality and sanity. So as I said, that can happen in many different settings, it can happen in romantic relationships, it can happen between friends, it can happen in family dynamics, and even in the workplace. I mean, that's something that's also there. And of course, in our case, we would be talking about divorce, which is one big uh, event that happens in your life and probably one of the biggest, I guess, relationship that you can have. We talk about marriage and probably one of the most complex. So a lot of times here, at least we'll hear that word or think that uh, there is gaslighting during our exchange or discussion. As we know, I mean, the effect of gaslighting can really be, um, it can be hard because basically, like I said, it, it makes you feel like <laughs> you start doubting your own reality and sometimes you wonder if whatever you think or whatever you've been through is actually real or happening. So some, yeah, it's kind of a distortion of reality in, in some ways. So that definitely can be, uh, can be very hard and, and also very hard to deal with. And when that happens, again, you start questioning your own reality and what is true or not or what happened or not. So in this episode, I guess what I want to do will basically explore what gaslighting is and why it happens and also the impact that it can have on you know the people's lives. Uh, we'll also discuss some strategies to try to recognize and uh, respond to gaslighting as well to kind of look at ways maybe to support people you might know that are experiencing it. That's pretty much the goal of this, uh, of this episode. And hopefully it will kind of shed a bit of light on, on what it is. And maybe you'll be able to recognize what is or what is not uh, gaslighting in your uh, relationship or even during, during divorce. As we know, it's a very uh, stressful time and high conflict usually between the two partners. So there is definitely a lot of things said and happening in there. And a lot of times you kind of rely on your memory or your perception of reality. Again, everything is about per uh, perception, right? So that can be uh, pretty stressful to deal with. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to shed a little bit of light on all this. I think to start with, it will be interesting to see what is gaslighting. I think that's the first thing to do. What I did basically uh, as a good 
internet person, I started Googling what is uh, gaslighting. And the first thing that came up was Wikipedia, which is usually a reference for a lot of things. <laughs> so if I look at the, on Wikipedia, what they say is, what is gaslighting? Gaslighting is the subjective experience of having one's reality repeatedly questioned by an authority figure. So here it's interesting because we talk about, again, subjective experience. And like I said before, the key thing is it really makes you doubt uh, your own reality. But that doesn't happen just once. So that's, I think that's another key of gaslighting. You know, a lot of people are quick on using that word for anything. But really, you can talk about gaslighting when it keeps happening. And it's not only a one occurrence that you say something and you disagree with the other person. It's really when you realize that it keeps happening and, and you start doubting everything in your life or everything that's been happening. So if we look a bit at the history of the word, where it came from, actually the term comes from um, a movie, an American film that was actually filmed in 1944. There was this American film called Gaslight which was based on the 1938 British theater play Gaslight by Patrick Hamilton. But uh, really the term didn't gain any popularity until I would say around the mid 2010. So that's really when it picked up. And the funny thing to realize is, like I said before, right, this word has been used more and more often. And again, being kind of dealing with divorce and talking with people going through divorce and separation that's also a term that comes up more and more often. The thing that's kind of, that I found funny as well uh, in there is basically there's an article in the Washington Post in 2022, so last year, that described it as a trendy buzzword that is often used incorrectly by people referring to simple disagreements. And that's the key, like I said a bit uh, just before is, I mean, when we talk about gaslighting, it's really not a one-time occurrence. I mean, it's very trendy now. People use it for everything. And the moment you say something, you know, are you gaslighting me? Just because, again, you don't agree with your opinion. But really, uh, that's not the correct way uh, to use that word. If we uh, look at the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it defines uh, gaslighting as a psychological manipulation to make someone question their perception of reality leading to dependence on the perpetrator. So as you can see, I mean, uh, really it's one of the probably most overused word uh, lately. And like I said, if you deal with divorce and separation, I'm sure at some point you probably heard, uh, heard those words. And that's where it becomes a bit uh, difficult and kind of crazy. And even when you decide to go you know, when your ex wants to bring you to court because you're gaslighting them or because of uh, narcissism or, or abuse, it's really becoming difficult to really kind of draw the line between what those words really are or are supposed to be and what is actually happening in reality. To give you an example, you know, we talk about those three words. So gaslighting, you know, automatically, if you disagree with me on anything you're basically gaslighting me for example abuse that's another word that's used all the time now more and more and if you ever say something mean for example you're like verbally abusing me or if you tell me oh you shouldn't spend any money because we need to save money for this and that well you're financially abusing me 
So there's a lot of different type of abuse now that that are coming out <laughs> that uh, were not there before. And uh, the, the last word, the narcissism. I mean, if you go back, I actually recorded an episode on that. And uh, that's another thing too, you know, you, if you ever do something that benefits yourself, you're basically automatically a narcissist, which doesn't make sense, right? I mean, I might like to do something. I might like to do something for me, but it doesn't mean necessarily that I'm a narcissist. And, uh, and again, don't get me wrong. Obviously those words, you know, have definitions and there are cases which gaslighting, abuse, or narcissism is happening. And definitely more and more, I would say, that exists out there. But what I'm saying is, again, those words kind of became mainstream and now are used for pretty much anything. And that's what makes it a bit uh, more difficult. And at the same time, like I said, you know, there's some cases which, which are happening and there's real abuse situation and real situation of gaslighting or even narcissism happening. But now that it's becoming, it became so mainstream and for anything, it's like the boy that cries uh, wolf, right? Now it's very hard to kind of differentiate between the two. So another thing that was interesting, uh, just to show a bit and just to kind of confirm what I was saying before, gaslighting actually is the Merriam-Webster's 2022 word of the year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you look at statistics, I mean, lookups of the word uh, gaslighting on the merriam-webster.com uh, increased by 1740% in 2022 over the year before so we can see now that it's being used for any for all the different sauce out there <laughs> and uh, you know they were trying to figure out why it happened why it's been used that much and why the increase but there wasn't any single event that really drove those spikes in curiosity as it usually goes with the other words, right? So usually what they say is, you know, when there's a word that become the word of the year is because a certain event or situation that uh, make it uh, kind of stick out of there. But uh, no, for gaslighting, that's not the case. It became kind of more mainstream word used for pretty much everything. So now let's talk about uh, why it happens. I mean, there's obviously different reason for it and different situation. But often, really, it starts with kind of the desire for one person to uh, the desire for power and control of the relationship. So that's what we'll see often. And even during the case of divorce, right? Uh, it can be a very high conflict time. And one of the partners would want to have kind of control of the divorce and what's happening. So uh, and sometimes it's difficult to have and to happen. So what they do is basically try to control the relationship by gaslighting the other person. Also, uh, it can be used to deflect responsibility for from uh, your own action as well. So you know you did something wrong, so basically you use that to deflect the fact that it's your fault, to kind of turning the situation around to kind of show that it's all in your head or it's not my fault, it's your fault, and it's because you did this, this, and that. So that's something we see often during divorce, obviously, because, uh, I mean, there's a lot at stake during there. It's a very stressful time and, you know, you have the kids involved and everything else. So everybody tries to be the good person in there and people try to basically make sure that their actions or the ones that are 
you know, the less good action on their side that kind of uh, deflected and kind of shown as not your fault or not, re- it never really happened. It's in your head, you know, things like that. So just for that, I think it would be good to kind of, uh, you know, list a couple of examples of gaslighting that can happen during separation or divorce. And you probably heard a bunch of them. And if you know of others, please let me know. But uh, I'll just list a couple here. There's, uh, you know, the one that says you're just being paranoid. Yeah, you're just being paranoid. I'm not hiding anything from you. I mean, this one is really kind of a common tactic where the person gaslighting will dismiss their partner's concern or question about their behavior. Whatever you say, oh, you've been uh, acting differently. You've been seeing that person. You've been cheating on me. And oh, you're just paranoid. You know, I'm not hiding anything from you. It's in your head. So really the goal here is to kind of make your partner feel like they're overreacting or being unreasonable. And uh, for another example is saying something like, you know what, you're crazy if you think I would do that to you. And uh, again, that's kind of basically telling the other person that that basically you would never do that. And you make them feel like, you know, they, they don't know what they're thinking and they're losing their mind because you would never do such a thing. Another example would be, you're the one who's causing all the problems. If you would just stop being so difficult, we could work this out. So again, it's basically shifting the focus on the other person and putting the blame on the other person. So by putting the blame on the other person, you make the other person feel bad and automatically responsible for everything that's happening. Uh, Another one that comes often, something like, you're just trying to make me feel guilty. So you say something and instead of accepting and you maybe knowing that it's true, you kind of tell the other person that they're just trying to make you feel guilty. It's really another tactic to kind of dismiss the victim's uh, feelings and concern. And again, you can, you try to make them think that they're being like, you know, emotionally or unreasonable if you want. So we are shifting that on their side. Another one would be like, you know what, you're not thinking clearly right now. You need to calm down and listen to me. So again, that's making the other person think that they don't know what they're saying and that they're not in control, right? And they, they just not in control what they think and what they feel and things like that. And to kind of making them want to calm down and, and focusing the, that the problem is on them. So, so there's a bunch of, of example about gaslighting. And I'm sure, like I said, many of you experience something like that and um, definitely not fun when it happens and you can identify them as well. So now let's talk about some strategies to actually recognize gaslighting behavior. Because again, sometimes it seems obvious and some people think it's very obvious. And like uh, we discussed before, it's not. It's not. Sometimes it's just you have some opinion, there's no gaslighting in there. But how how can you recognize there's some gaslighting behavior? So uh, I think the first thing to put on that list will be really to trust your instinct because I think something you know when you start discussing about different topics and things seem off or you know the interaction with your ex are kind of weird and uh, it's really kind of a powerful tool just to trust your intuition and see like you know what that person is really trying to put me in a corner or you know your ex is trying to make me believe that I'm crazy or things like that. So definitely, you know, if it doesn't feel good, there's something something wrong there. Another strategy to recognize gaslighting is uh, to look for patterns. 
like I mentioned before, right? You have to pay attention to see if those behaviors, if they're just happening once in a while or once, or if it's something that happens all the time, right? There's a difference between saying, oh, you know, what you said about this doesn't make sense, you're crazy, and saying that pretty much to everything you bring up to your ex. You know, whatever you tell your ex, you're crazy, they make you feel that you're insane and 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 things like that. So so definitely look for pattern. And if it's a repeated pattern or a behavior, uh, if it's not just a one-time thing, definitely that's that's a sign that there's gaslighting behavior there. Um, keeping track of incidents. I mean, again, I think that's the best thing of, of it. When you start having those arguments and and who's right, who's wrong, or you're crazy, that didn't happen, this, this, and that. I think uh, the good thing is to keep track of those as well. That way you can actually read through it after or have that all documented. And that also helps you look at patterns and how often it happens and things like that. If you have like 100 different incidents of that, chances are that they are, there is some uh, gaslighting behavior happening for sure. Another uh, great thing to do is to seek outside perspective. You can talk to someone you trust about the situation or about the argument that you had with your ex. And I think that's key. You know, I, I spoke about a lot of things that happened with some of my friends, my family, and just to get kind of an outside perspective. And to be honest, sometimes it was like, yes, you're absolutely right. It doesn't make sense. You're not crazy. I saw this happening. And, and often like even my family, right? After, <laughs> during a marriage, people tend not to say much because you know, you're married and it's your husband, it's your wife and everything else. But I remember the moment I decided to get divorced, all of a sudden my family was coming out with everything and saying, oh yeah, I saw that pattern. I saw this happening. I saw how she was treating you. I saw how she was acting. And so all those things come out and uh, actually they come out and make you realize that you were not crazy. (laughs) And uh, sometimes again, there's some gaslighting there. One thing too is sometimes uh, you'll discuss about that. And I think when I would add myself is when the person is constantly telling you that you're gaslighting them. I think that's also uh, something to look at when everything you say is kind of thrown back at you and say, oh, you're trying to gaslight you. And like I said before, right, just to document those events and and those incidents and have that there to talk about it with someone one one good thing too is once you you know that's happening is to educate yourself you know you can google gaslighting there's more and more information available and you can see all the different tactics that are used and things like that so really it's key to educate yourself and see uh, what they're trying to do and at the same time like i was saying to try to develop strategies to uh, to deal with it one last one now as well, I think that's important is to really pay attention to your feelings. I mean, it's a bit like I said at first, like to trust your instincts, but also your feelings, right? If basically you find yourself questioning your own reality or feeling confused all the time or anxious or yeah, you just kind of feel like you're going crazy, definitely that could be signs that you're experiencing gaslighting. That's really key. One of the key thing when you start thinking that you know, questioning yourself on pretty much everything is definitely something wrong in there. So that's something to keep in mind. So I think the key here is really to remember that gaslighting really is a form of emotional abuse and can definitely have serious 
negative effect on your basically mental health and well-being. So like I was saying before, you know, if you're experiencing that, uh, document it. It's important to talk about it with people, friends, family, or again, some therapist, counselor, or anybody that you trust, just to see how you can deal with it and, and to get some help to be able to protect yourself as well at the end of the day. So now how do you, uh, you know, how do you respond to gaslighting? So again, kind of came up with a couple of points where that can help if you're in that situation. Uh, the first one is really to, when those things happen, is really to trust yourself, right? You have to remember that basically what you're feeling and your perceptions are valid. They are your perception and your feelings, and you shouldn't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Uh, also, there's, you know, you can set some boundaries and you let basically the other person know that, you know, it's not a good behavior and that you won't tolerate it and to kind of call them on it, right? And as I said, we have to be careful because, like I, I said before, you don't want to call the other person on anything and everything because it defies a purpose. But when you really see that someone is gaslighting you, I think it's, uh, it's something to, uh, to remember. The other way, too, is to seek support. If you know you're in that situation, you know, you can reach out to friends, family or counselor, therapist, and just discuss with them about it. You know, and that's what I, I did sometimes, too, right? It's like you discuss with friends and say, hey, we can talk about this. And, you know, she said it or he said that I was doing this and that. And I don't know. I, my point of view is that. And so you kind of ask some advice from, uh, from people you, you know and you trust and just to get at least some feedback. And sometimes they, you know, hopefully someone that's honest with you, it would tell you if really it's the case or if it's not. And they're trying to kind of uh, gaslighting you on that front. So definitely seeking support is something uh, great uh, if ever you think you're in, a, in those situations. And just to bounce ideas to people and often friends, families or, or even therapists, they will tell you how it is and it will be a way to kind of ground yourself and know like okay yes I'm not crazy <laughs> uh, because sometimes you think you might be crazy and you're like well really like that really happened so just by discussing makes it makes it a lot better so another one another uh, how to respond or not respond to gaslighting sometimes it's just to avoid arguments right because what happens often is gaslighters or people that does some gaslighting they really kind of thrive on arguing and conflicts. And that's how they can kind of get their agenda, their message across. So really, I think if you try not to get into arguments, or at least not to get into kind of stupid argument and set those boundaries, it will definitely help being manipulated by them and, and having those types of, uh, of discussions. And, uh, well, obviously, like, it's something very important, gaslighting. And really, if, uh, if that keeps happening and you try to address it, but it just keeps happening, I think the best thing is, again, to document everything. I think to document all those times, document that down, and that can be useful later on if this is brought up uh, against you, if you go to court or, or if you go to mediation and things like that. So I think that's one thing that's important to do. And uh, at least, you know, you have that documented and can be discussed and uh, basically have a third party kind of looked at it and 
decide exactly what's happening on that front. So in conclusion, uh, as you can see, it's definitely not an easy topic and it's not easy to recognize it. And once it's there, it's not easy to deal with it. But definitely you have to keep in mind that gaslighting is really a form of emotional abuse that involves, you know, manipulation from the other person. And it really can cause a lot of damage, either damage to your relationship with your ex, damage with relationship with your kids, and even emotional damage or kind of losing your sense of what's real or what's not. So, so it's something not to take easy. And as I said before, I think really, if, if ever you feel like you're in that situation, um, once again, document everything and please try to seek some help and at least to talk about it to someone that you trust and just to basically help kind of realize that you're not the crazy one. <laughs> Sometimes it's just what it takes, right? It's like kind of realizing that just you're not crazy. And sometimes, I mean, I know that happened to me many times, right? There's some situation and things that happen and I was like, wow, am I crazy thinking that way? And sometimes you do think like, yeah, maybe what if I'm the one that's wrong? What if I'm the one that's causing all this? Or what if it's all my fault? And sometimes just talking about it with someone makes you realize that, no, okay, so I'm not the only one thinking that, you know, I'm not crazy. <laughs> And uh, definitely a great way to uh, to bounce ideas and kind of feel better about, about the whole situation. But it's not something easy uh, to deal with. I read a lot of stories. Some people are expert at it. And uh, yeah, it's really sometimes hard to deal with it on top of everything else. I mean, it's already hard to go through divorce if uh, you're being uh, basically... Uh, a victim of gaslighting and you know on top of everything else you start doubting yourself and your own reality uh, it can cause a lot of a lot of damage so please if any if you need help on that or if you need to talk or anything please don't hesitate to uh, reach out to someone to at least uh, at least have a chat so that's it for this week another uh, pretty heavy topic and again could have talked about it for hours <laughs> and sadly i'm sure a lot of you are actually dealing with that at the moment or dealt with that before so if you have any questions uh, any comment about it or again if you just want to talk and bounce uh, ideas or please don't hesitate to reach out to me like i said i'm always there to listen so don't hesitate you can reach me at the divorce.diaries at gmail.com and also, if ever you need information on any other topics, you can go to www.thedivorce.diaries.com and you'll see all the podcasts in there. Pretty much on all the different platforms, you'll find uh, The Divorce Diaries. So any platform you're at. And if you want to also send me a message, you can also reach me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. There's a Facebook page as well for The Divorce Diaries. So don't hesitate a lot of ways to to reach out to me and i hope uh, this episode was uh, at least a little bit helpful and all i can say is you know hang on again it's uh, a diff difficult topic and difficult uh, time if you're going through that 
but with uh, you know help with people outside and friends and families or people you trust it's possible to get out of it so i wish you all a great week and everybody stay safe and talk to you soon bye bye